Hi there, my name is Juanita and you're listening to Addicted to Chaos. Firstly, I just want to say that I apologise for my intro, the music. Look, every second person that I come across these days, like every second person I know does music like some sort of like music like they and mostly mostly it's music production and so I I I know many people that could make me a nice decent music intro you know what I mean but uh thing is I'm not telling anybody I know like about this podcast like I'm not telling them what it's called where to find it I'm not telling anybody I know because I don't know if I'm going to stick with it and that's going to be one of today's topics (laughs) First of all, I just want to update you guys on how my week has been, how it has panned out. So first of all, I want to talk about um, whether or not I was scammed. Uh, I was not. So uh, the chair, my outdoor chair. So uh, I had the woman, she messaged me the next day and she, it was her husband and like his son that came and dropped it off, this 32 year old guy. And I'm like, he was super nice and like we got on well and coincidental fucking thing was my brother came over with his girlfriend and turns out. The mum, so she wasn't there, but like the woman who I was messaging, she was friends with my brother's girlfriend's mum. And so they knew of each other. And so they're having like this conversation. I'm just kind of standing there like, wow, Adelaide is so small. (laughs) Anyway, so I was talking with this guy and he was super friendly. He was also my height. I am a five foot three. He was maybe what an inch taller than me. Super nice guy, so lovely, completely understand it. Like, you know, the woman was like, he's such a kind soul. He's, he's, you know, he'll take good care of you. He's so nice. But no, I'm sorry. I, I get a little bit, um, so um, my type is like at least, at least six foot. I know I shouldn't be so greedy as a small person, as a short person, I should say. I shouldn't be so greedy as a short person, but I am, and I want the tall guys. I can't help it. I don't know. I think because I've also got um, this complex where I think I can take on anybody. (laughs) Like I'm small, but I'm mighty. And uh, so I think that when I, I think I'm attracted to taller guys because they have this, like, because they are taller and I don't have the height it's kind of intimidating and I like it. I don't like super intimidating guys. Like, like no, like I, men are scary. But there is something about a really tall guy that I just really like. So, I don't know. <laughs> I am also um, a glass of wine in. I am drinking a rosé. It is okay. Um, actually, no, it's not even okay. It's bad. I'm not a fan of this rosé. I do like wine. I would not consider myself to be a wine snob. I do have my favourite wines and actually in fact my best friend is coming over from Sydney. She came over today but she's spending tonight with a different friend but she'll spend the next couple of days with me and tomorrow we're going to go to one of my favourite wineries um, here in Adelaide. Uh, well it's just outside of Adelaide, it's Lambert Estate. They do this beautiful Riesling, it's called the Sweet Jane. It is like fucking drinking air, it is beautiful. And then they also, guys, they I, think, I don't think you're ready, they have... A chocolate port. Oh, yeah. oh my god, it's like the best thing you've ever fucking had, ever. It's so good. So, um, I don't have any money to spend because I already owe so much money 
to my mum and to tax and to hex debt and to my mortgage. But I might get a couple bottles of each. I'm definitely going to get a couple bottles of each. At least one bottle of each. Because I, I never go to this winery. So I'm going to be getting um, this wine. So while we're on the topic of tall guys, um, so uh, as I mentioned before, like I, I broke up with my boyfriend um, like about a year ago now. And um, I actually never had a boyfriend before that. I had a couple boyfriends. Actually, I always had a different boyfriend in primary school. But that was primary school. That was like being 12 and under. Like age 12 and under that. That does not fucking count as having boyfriends. But I used to have fucking boyfriends in primary school all the time. And then I started a journal on my first day of high school. I started my journal on the first day. Of, I used to keep journals on and off during primary school. I have no idea where they are. But um, I started the journal that I, that I have kept and I still keep. Mind you, I am like four journals in. I should probably be more in, but I only write about like once a fortnight, once a month in my journal these days. Uh, but I started that journal, the journal that I've kept for 10 years now, which is such an accomplishment for me. I'm so happy about it. But I started that on the first day of high school. And I remember writing in that entry... Oh, honestly, I should fucking read my journal sometime. That would be hilarious. But I remember writing in that, that journal entry, like I, I said to myself, I was like, I, I remember writing, I will not get a boyfriend in my first year of high school. And anyway, so did not get a boyfriend in my first year of high school, did not want one. And then I just kind of continued through high school like that. Like I was just completely not interested in having a boyfriend at all. Um, everybody in high school was just so the same and conforming to some social norm. And I think I've spoken about this in one of my last two podcasts. Guys, this is number three. I can't believe I'm sticking with this. Crazy. So I didn't have a boyfriend during high school. And then uni started and my dad passed away. And that was a really fucking tough year. And then eventually I kind of started to gain feeling for life again. And, um... If you've ever lost anybody really close to you, you'll understand like how how I felt. Um, really, really tough losing a really close loved one, especially a parent. When I finally started to get some sort of feeling back for life again, that's when I found um, my ex-boyfriend and we dated for two and a half years. You know, like it just, and, and I've told you guys before, like why it didn't work out. That's like the longest, it's the longest, it's the only relationship I've ever been in. It's the longest relationship that I've ever been in. And it's the longest time that I've ever been sleeping with one person for. So now I'm going to talk about the person that I'm currently sleeping with. So I know in my last podcast, I mentioned how I did go out on a date and I did get drunk and I did spread my legs and that happened. And um, there has also been another incident. <laughs> but this is, it was prior to that. I just, I just, just, I neglected to tell you guys about it because... I just didn't want to. And I don't have to share everything on the internet. I'm, I'm a very open person and I'm willing to share a lot, but that I just did not have to share. Maybe I'll talk about it one day. Who knows? Anyway, but aside from that, aside from those two two minor, um, what are they called? Outliers? Incidents? Whatever. I have been sleeping with the same guy currently now since August last year. Isn't that crazy? August. Hold on. Hold on August. September, October, November, December, January. That's five months, guys. I think that's the longest that I've ever slept with one person that I haven't been in a relationship with. And the thing is, I really struggle to have emotional connections like with significant others. So I, I can bond really well with friends and I can form emotional attachments completely fine. 
like with friends and you know just like kind of people in my life I can connect with people but as far as having like a a more romantic like feelings for someone they that I really struggle to have that and even like with my ex like you know initially I, I didn't feel those feelings in fact and he can vouch for this <laughs> not that he will fucking find this podcast or will he hear about it but um he can vouch for the fact that I in the beginning of our relationship before we even like said we were going to be dating I, I constantly was like he said to me he's like I really like you I was like but what does that mean like what how do you feel like please explain to me what this is and um and so he I mean, he look he did his best and eventually I caught up like eventually but you know when I started when I said to him like I was like well I like you too I meant as like I liked him as a person I didn't actually realize that the like the really deep, genuine, like romantic feelings that one can have for another. And throughout that relationship, I also learned to have, look, I like, I love my family and I love my friends, but it's obviously a different kind of love. It's not a romantic love. And so throughout that relationship, I also learned to love someone. And that was amazing. And it was just, it was beautiful. And I really want to have that again one day, but I'm not one of these girls that just falls in love with every fucking guy that she sees or dates or had sex with like it's just it's not me like I'm completely emotionally unattached most of the time and it sometimes just sucks (laughs) because right now and for the last five months I have been sleeping with the sexiest man (laughs) I swear if he ever fucking finds this podcast I I no I I won't be able to deal but I okay look let me okay I'll describe him So he's six foot three, he's Italian, he's tan, he's a bodybuilder, but he's natural bodybuilder. So he's not absolutely fucking humongous and scary, but he's pretty fucking humongous. He's like the biggest you can get being natural. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like it's, it's crazy. He looks insane. And guys, he's got a pretty face too. He's got a real pretty face. He's got a really nice deep voice. He can sing. He produces music. He runs his own business. He has investment properties. Like he's got his head screwed on right. And guys, you're not going to believe this. He's all in proportion. Oh my God. Like he's perfect. Except for the fact. There's, there's like one thing. And I'm pretty sure this is why I just cannot emotionally get there. He's not very fun. So look, he's fun in the sack, but he just lacks. So he does entertainment for a living and I get that, but it means that like, not necessarily that it means, but I think that almost puts him off going out because he just doesn't like to go out. And I'm not saying that going out is everybody's cup of tea of fun. And sure, he has fun in other ways. You know what I mean? Like he goes jet skiing, but I don't know, like my, my, one of my big kinds of fun is to go out you don't even have to drink honestly like I'm a big drinker but sometimes I don't even have to fucking drink I just want to go out I want to listen to music like is that so fucking bad and honestly I hope I never go out of that because it is so much fucking fun I'm pretty sure I've retired from clubbing as such like for the most part but sometimes I just like to go out and it doesn't even have to be a club. It could be a bar. It could be a fucking house party. Man, I miss house parties. I used to go to every single fucking house party in high school. And I absolutely love them. 
Um, but nobody has house parties anymore. And I would absolutely love to throw an apartment party, but I'm scared that my 11 other neighbours are going to fucking kick me out of this building. Not that they can, because, I mean, I bought this place. <laughs> well, the bank owns it. <laughs> but I have a mortgage and I'm slowly paying it back. Anyway, ugh, I just, oh, yeah. So maybe that's contributing to the fact that I can't, that I just, I physically cannot gain a romantic emotional attachment to this man who is beautiful and he's nice too like it, it's you know he's nice oh anyway there must be something wrong with me and the thing is like I don't even know if he he has any emotional attachment to me like there's certain things that he does where I think oh yeah he that definitely feels like a sign that he likes me but then he doesn't reply for like a couple hours and like I don't know why I look into that because I don't reply for a couple days. I, I, I'm the worst replier. It, my friends, every single one of them. Who's who's the worst replier? Juanita. Yep, I'm sorry. It's me. <laughs> it's because I just don't... I, I do go on my phone. I go on my phone for work. And sure, I go on my phone. I check it every now and again. But like, I'm busy doing other shit. I'm busy doing my washing or pottering about my house or fucking painting something in my house or reading because I read now. I'm building my vocabulary because it's absolutely fucking atrocious. Oh, 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 I just sounded like a fucking gorilla. <laughs> okay, no, but seriously, I learned a new word the other day and it's called loquacious. And that's me. It's, it means someone who tends to talk a lot and that's me. And I was actually reading a book the other day and I saw it spelt like, and I read it and I read loquacious and I just thought to myself, I was like, holy fuck. I know that word because it's a long fucking word. I mean, uh, yeah. Look, it's not, it's not, a, it's not an everyday kind of a word, but it's now one of my everyday kind of a words because I know a big fucking word. So as I was saying about how the bank owns my house <laughs> and how I have a mortgage, well, I just want to quickly talk about like money for a second. And because everybody in my life is constantly telling me not to stress about money. Everybody says, Juanita, don't stress about money. You're so young. You're 23 years old. You're going to have the rest of your life to earn that money back. Like, who cares if, you know, something happens and you have to fix something and it costs you, you know, $500. Like, whatever. Um, blah, 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 blah. Things, things like that. And it's just, and it's, you know what I mean? But like, I, I only earn so much. I'm on a salary at my full-time job. And I think that this salary, okay, it's not the best for someone who's graduated from a university degree, but it's, it's like, it's a, it's a decent salary. And, and what sucks, and, and, and I say decent salary because I've got friends who have either completed a and I say decent because I've got friends who have either completed a certificate or they haven't done any form of study, but they do have a lot of experience in whatever field they're in. And, you know, they're on a lower salary than I am. And I've got, I've got friends, I've got friends who earn a lot more than me. I've got friends who earn double, triple what I earn. And they're doing absolutely just fucking fine with their lives. And I'm so proud of them for where they are in their lives. But, and sometimes that, that seriously does like frustrate me because I work so fucking hard, but then I'm also, and I hate this about myself, I'm extremely volatile and I always want to run away and just it's not even, and I don't think, it's, it's not, it doesn't come from a place of being scared. It comes from a place of being terrified of being bored and stuck in something. I just, I hate the idea that something's going to happen to me and I can't control it. And I know that there's always the option. You can always go and quit something or you could always move on. But then when I start to like think about it, and this is just, it, it sucks because when I'm happy, I then find problems and then I do everything I can to escape 
from whatever fucking situation that I'm in, even if I'm happy in it. And I go and find another one because I just, I'm scared of being trapped. And that's also one of the reasons. And, and, it's, and it's, this, it's this feeling that I have of being trapped and like I spiral that also makes me scared of like one day dying and not existing anymore. But that's like a completely fucking different podcast episode that I will do one day. I am nowhere near fucking mentally prepared to make a video on that. But yeah, and that's just, I fucking hate myself for it. But what sucks is that I'm on a, like a decent salary. Like it's okay, but I can only just, only just afford the cheapest thing on the housing market, which is this small little apartment that I'm in. And how wrong is that? How absolutely fucked up is that? I was talking to my Oma the other week. Uh, Oma is a, a grandma in Dutch. So I'm a quarter Dutch. So my, my Oma, I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to her about, you know, the kind of work that she's done in her life. And she just kind of did like, like part-time casual hobby jobs of her own here and there or whatever. But she basically lived off of um, her husband who had just like a standard, a standard job. And so he provided for her and their three kids. And they, and she was telling me how they lived comfortably, like how they were fairly comfortably living in life and they were happy and they had, you know, they always had money and it wasn't an issue and it was, wasn't anything that they ever like really stressed about. That you, you don't find that anymore. You can't just have a standard salary and support four other fucking people. I have a, like, you know, as I said, I think a decent salary and I can barely fucking afford myself you know, okay, sure, I could go and move back home and I could save and, but how long do I have to save for until I can afford a fucking house? Houses increase in price, like, fuck, I, I don't know. See, this is where, this is what I'm saying. My vocabulary is terrible, so I really need to improve it. But the housing market increases, like, an insane percentage every single year. And even apartments, apartments, you know, usually it's the land of like where a house is built that gains in value. But it's not just that, like even apartments are going up and it's just fucking insane. I remember when I was 18 and I graduated from high school and I started my university degree, I was like, okay, I can get a part-time job and I can get a house. And I was only like, I think $5,000 more a year away from being able to afford something on the housing market, like just something. And it was like a rundown fucking house. I don't think I could even afford a rundown fucking house now. This small apartment is all that I could afford. And it's just fucked up that that's just how it is. But I thought, well, I might as well buy something now before it just doubles in price again. And I won't be able to afford anything ever. And I'll end up living in a fucking gutter or my mum's house for the rest of my life. And I love my mum love her so much and she came over today and she actually helped me with a couple things and we went to Bunnings and we got some stuff but in between that we had screaming episodes at each other because we just get on each other's nerves too much and I, that's why I, I cannot live with her. I, I absolutely love her and I don't know what I would do without my mother but she frustrates the shit out of me and I know I frustrate the shit out of her but we just clash and that's just that's just how it is and honestly like if I uh, I don't know if I had just if I just I don't, I actually, I don't even know if I agree with the statement. What I was going to say was if I had just stuck with one thing, I could be earning so much more now, except that if I had a stuck with, say, retail, then I still probably would only be assistant manager by now. Whereas because I went job hopping, 
I became a store manager at 21 and then I worked there for just over a year and then now I've got this job and I'm earning like only five grand more than what I was as a store manager but you know at least I'm earning more so I still think that so I don't necessarily agree with my with what I was gonna say but um it's just so fucked up honestly sometimes I even wonder like whether or not studying fashion was even a good thing um I I absolutely love fashion and I am really happy that I studied it but as far as like from a financial point of view if I wanted to make money like if I wanted to like pursue this as a career I either have to start my own business which I'll get into in a second or I have to move into state and then go and work for another company but that's going to put more financial stress on me so it's just everything is just it's everything's fucked everything is fucked so now I just want to address uh before we get into entrepreneurship um (laughs) wanting to run away and how I believe I'm headed into a quarter life crisis (laughs) so I'm 23 years old so I'm and I'd like to live till I'm 101 because I was born in uh, 1999, which means that I was born in the 20th century. And if I lived till I'm 101, it would mean that I was born in the 20th century, lived through the 21st, and then would die in the 22nd if I lived till I'm at least 101. So that's my plan. <laughs> um, but because I want to live till I'm 101, by the time I turn 25, I'm going to be a quarter of the way through my life. So maybe I won't necessarily have a quarter life crisis at 25 because I reckon I'm on the verge of having one at 23 now, but I believe I am having or on the verge of having a quarter life crisis and I want to run away. So as I was saying, I have a full-time job and I really do like my job for the most part. The pay bit just sucks and it sucks the life out of me. But I'm also so lucky to have a full-time job. And so why the fuck should I even be complaining? And I hate, and I ha- it's such a first world problem. And I fucking hate that. And I, and I acknowledge that. But still, this, this, is, this is how I grew up and this is all that I know. And just, I just, it's my podcast and I just want to complain for a second. I know that I'm set up well. I have, my mum is fantastic. She is really good with money and she's great at budgeting. And I, we, we did not grow up with a lot of money. And she did such an amazing job. And, and I am just in awe of her for that. Um, I, however, did not get that gene. Um, I spend my money on useless crap. Sometimes it's useful, but a lot of the time it's just useless crap that I think I can use one day and then I don't end up using. And I have a shopping addiction. It's it's a, it's a real big problem and it's something that I'm really trying to fix at the moment and I talk to mum about it every day. Um, but it's to the point where, like, if I feel like I need to buy something, I need to call her and she needs to talk me down. Like, it's, it's bad. This this And this is an addiction. I have a shopping addiction and it's such a problem. But nonetheless, I'm still set up really well. I have a full-time job. I work really hard at my job. I have an apartment. And if, you know, rates are going up and if I don't start earning more money, I will lose my apartment. But either way, right now, I do have an apartment. I have a really amazing, supportive family. I have great friends. And I live in a really great country. Honestly, Australia is such a great country to live in. And I am so grateful and I feel so blessed that I was born here and that I have grown up here and that I have the opportunities that I have and I have been able to build my life to where it is at the moment. With all that being said, and with what I was talking about before, about when I am happy, I find problems in things and I just want to escape and I want to run away and I want to just completely drop everything and go. And I have this feeling all the time and I almost feel like I'm going to do that 
I feel so stressed all the time and I get rashes on my hands all the time when I'm stressed. I get migraines when I'm stressed. Actually, it was only on, it was Friday yesterday. So this is, it's Saturday today, but it was Friday yesterday and um, I was at work. So I, I went home from work on Wednesday because I had a migraine um, and it really fucking hurt, but I was able to drive home. Thursday, I stayed home because my head just still fucking hurt and I could not deal with it. And then Friday, I went to work and I th thought I was fine until halfway through the day where I got a migraine so bad that I completely lost all of my vision. I could see maybe a 10 centimeter square up in the top right corner of my vision. Otherwise, the rest of it just looked like a big white slash rainbow. Like, you know when like glass reflects light and it looks like a rainbow, but it also looks like white, like just like a light. That's just what the rest of my vision looked like. And so I freaked out. Everybody else freaked out at work. I freaked out even more. They drove me to the doctor. My doctor told me that I was suffering from stress <laughs> and that um, if I don't calm down in the next couple of days, I'll have to get uh, a CT scan because it might be something more. Anyway, so it's Saturday today and I slept really well last night and I've just been trying to do calming things all day and I don't have a headache anymore. My life at the moment, I, I'm in such a good place, I guess, apart from financially, but I'm in such a good place that I find bad things or things, I find just the smallest things wrong with what's going on in my life and I blow them out of proportion and then I just get really stressed about it and I want to run away. So anyway, yesterday when I got home from work, I took a nap and I ate something and after a while, like my head didn't start, like seem to feel so bad and my, I slowly got my vision back. So one of my coworkers drove my car back to my apartment so nice of them. But yeah, so when my vision started to return to me, I decided to not, like, I didn't want to go on my phone because I didn't, I just, I still couldn't, like, really look at anything. But I, I turned on a podcast and um, I started listening, well, actually, I googled um, <laughs> how to, how to travel the world and, like, work for yourself. And um, Mark Manson came up. And without realising who he was, I started listening listening to one of his articles that he had posted. Anyway, so Mark Manson, if you don't know, he wrote um, one of the best-selling books of or whenever the fuck it was. It's called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And that is by far one of the best books that I have ever read. I read that a couple years ago and it just, it, it made me feel so much better about like just how my brain processes things and like how, how, I, how I see the world. He also wrote um, Everything is Fucked, which is a sequel to that book, uh, which is still okay, but um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck is just absolutely fucking mind-blowing in comparison. So I definitely 100% recommend reading that book. Anyway, so at the end of this article, I looked at the author of who wrote it and I was like, oh, it's Mark Manson. That, that's crazy. So I started listening to a podcast of his and um, the couple episodes that I listened that I listened to, it was about, yeah, how to how to plan to quit your job, to travel the world and to just work for yourself online. And um, <laughs> honestly, like... I was so tempted to like start writing up my resignation letter, but like it's just so stupid because I like my job and I like the people that I work for and I like the people that I work with and I'm happy most of the time and I just don't know why I have this feeling that I need to run away. It sucks, but I do it, it and, and who knows it might be coming from a place where I really want to travel. I really, really want to travel, but I just, I don't have the means to because I need to obviously make some sort of an income while I'm traveling to sustain my life <laughs> because money is what this world runs on 
whether we like it or not. For the record, I don't fucking like that. It would be so nice if we could just go back to the days of trading shit for shit because I am always coming up with new shit and always creating new shit. And I'm an, I, as I'd said in my previous podcast, like I would identify as an artist, I am always doing different things. And if I could just trade that shit for other shit that I could live off of, that would be great. But unfortunately, in this world, you need money to survive. And you know, you could be sitting there and thinking like, hey, Juanita, um, <laughs> you can easily start up an Instagram and you can start making your product and you can sell it to people for money, which can then, you know, actually allow you to purchase things so that you can live. And, and I completely fucking agree with you. And that's why we're going to now talk about entrepreneurship. Because I think I've started about two dozen fucking businesses in my life and I'm only 23. And can I tell you something? All of them have failed. <laughs> Shocker. That's why I'm fucking broke. So in no particular order, I'm going to read you this list of uh, the different things that I have done in my life to try and make money. First of all, I just want to say I did go to university. I studied the Bachelor of Creative Arts Fashion at Flinders University and uh, my minor topics were business and marketing and social media marketing. Those were my, other than all the fashion topics and whatever, I decided to study business and marketing in, on the side as a part of my degree. So people could choose other things, but that's what I chose. So I thought, cause I always wanted to be a fashion designer. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna be a fashion designer and I'm gonna come up with a fashion label. And to do that, I need to study fashion uh, and one day, you know what, maybe I still might do that. <laughs> but it's really not as simple as I first fucking thought. And it, you've got to have money to make money in that world. Or, no, actually, no, not even or. You've got to have money to make money in that industry. And to, you know, come straight off the bat swinging, you've got to have a lot of money. And... You know, if you really want to start up small and then build something big, you've got to know how to do everything yourself and you've actually got to enjoy it. I know how to do everything myself. I know how to pattern make from scratch. I know how to fit people. I know how to sew. I know how to do all that crap. I just don't enjoy doing all of it. I only enjoy the creative part of coming up with the ideas, researching trends and designing the pieces myself. I just, I like fashion design. I don't like sewing. I don't like pattern making. I don't like any of that shit. I hate twirling. I fucking hate twirling. It's annoying as shit. If you don't know what that word is, Google it. Twirl. T-O-I-L-E. So anyway, I thought I'd just get that out of the way. Fashion label. Might happen one day. But currently, um, it has failed. And even though I have a degree out of it, it's it's not something that's made me money. In fact, I'm like 50 grand in debt because of it. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, I'll continue with the list. I have had an alteration business. So straight out of Actually, not even straight out of university. While I was still at university, people started coming to me wanting me to alter their stuff, which was all and great. Like that, that came to me, which was fantastic. Um, and so I was altering people's people's stuff, but um, it, alter, altering things like you've really got to have a really clear business plan to make that shit work. Because and I felt so bad because I had like you know, you know, family friends coming to me, and you know they'd be like, oh, you know, you're gonna give me a discount, and it's like. Yo, like it, it's hard enough as it is, but I did because I'm fucking stupid and I wanted to please everybody. 
So obviously that went fucking put because I got sick of taking $5 for doing two hours work. So I'm, yeah, no, fuck that shit. So yeah, alteration business. Um, I did custom dresses for a while, which I think I've mentioned in one of my other two podcast episodes. Um, but I fucking hate making custom dresses because, you know, I've had some satisfied clients, but I've also had some clients who had this completely unrealistic idea of what, of how a garment could be produced <laughs> with the amount of money that they were willing to pay me. And it just did not turn out how they wanted it. <laughs> and that, uh, there is nothing that I could have fucking done about it, but it broke my heart. And so I hate making custom dresses. I don't like designing off somebody else's idea. I like designing from my own head, from my own research, and that's what I want to do. So that was just really impacting my mental health. So that one went fucking kaput. I'm not doing that anymore. And anyway, because I wasn't charging enough, because people didn't want to pay me for my labor and for the cost of materials, because I didn't want to purchase materials from overseas, I wanted to be more ethically responsible, purchase offcuts from Marc Jacobs from the fabric store to be more environmentally conscious and better for this planet and people just weren't fucking for it but that's that's my brand and I'm not going to compromise on my ethics just to fucking please someone's fucking wallet no I did pencil portraits for a while so I've always enjoyed drawing um as I said consider myself to be an artist um just of all things I don't I didn't I don't say that I'm necessarily good at anything but I do these little things and I'm okay I'm one of those people that's like I'm okay at everything but I'm not great at any one thing. And I fucking hate that. So I used to do pencil portraits. And so I did that. And, um, but yeah, obviously pencil portraits take fucking hours of work and people just weren't willing to pay me for my labor. And so I just kind of gave up on it. I was like, whatever, that's not happening anymore. Next is digital art. So I actually have an Instagram account called Neo Illustration. And uh, every now and again, especially around the holidays, like come Easter or Christmas time, I will get a couple commissions and, you know, I might make a profit because it takes me like a couple hours to do a portrait and I'll charge someone anywhere between, you know, 50 to $110 for some digital art, depending on what they're wanting and how many people they're wanting in the image. So, but still though, that it's not, it's not an income that I can live off of. So I would still consider that to be a current failure. Uh, I had a YouTube during high school, which I did mention in one of my last podcast episodes, um, but that was just a hobby. It didn't turn in, into anything. Um, if I had stayed consistent with that, and if I still had that YouTube channel now, I'd probably be, as you quote unquote would say, an influencer, and I'd probably be doing brand deals and making a bit of money from that, but it was not something that I was... I liked it at the time, but it was not something that I thought viable to stick with and it wasn't necessarily something I enjoyed doing in the end um it was just more I was moving on with other things in my life and I just pushed that out and sometimes I regret doing that but um it was something that I needed then but I went through a phase in my life where I didn't need it anymore and uh I don't necessarily think I need it now I don't want to record hauls and fashion videos and put them on YouTube anymore that the market is just so saturated and I didn't think that I could keep up with the excellent lighting and the beautiful audio that everybody had and you know I think that you know even doing a podcast now I feel this pressure to even though I'm like fucking so new at this and I really need to be stop being so fucking hard on myself but you know I feel this pressure to have the best fucking audio straight off the bat but I just, you know, every time I go to sit down to one of these, to record one of these episodes, I just got to tell myself like, Juanita, 
no one's even fucking listening to this. <laughs> Honestly, this I'm just doing this for myself, like right now. And if it turns into something more, I mean, I guess great. I'll probably find problems with it later, but <laughs> honestly, this is just for myself. And I don't know, I, I've never been one of those people that compares, you know, like their body to somebody else's body. And I've never had I necessarily like body dysmorphia. I would never consider myself to be diagnosed with that. Um, but I do compare myself as far as like, you know, career paths go in like people, like how much money do other people make than me? And um, it's just because I take such pride in the work that I do and um, and I just want to be the best. I'm extremely um, competitive. I'm competitive, but I was going to say um, ambitiously competitive or like ca- career-wise competitive. I don't know. Maybe that's something that I'll learn um, later with my vocabulary. <laughs> maybe I'll learn. Maybe I'll learn like actual terminology for whatever the fuck I just said. <laughs> Something else I started was called the uh, Australian Small Business um, Initiative, um, which was just supposed to be this like community of, you know, small Australian businesses. But then, you know, I started that and I started working on that. But then I realized that there's already so many other fucking companies out there doing that. And as someone who works as a um, like a, a marketing um, like person, a marketing manager for a company, because essentially that's like what my role is. I'm a, I'm a marketing manager for the full-time company that I work for. And um, as someone who works for that and who wants to, you know, be a verified, you know, South Australian family-owned small local business, there's only so many fucking uh, initiatives and, and like communities that <laughs> I guess is vi- viable to be a part of anyway. So I just kind of scrapped that idea. I was like, fuck that shit. I really like the idea of being a hub and bringing people together. And I always love having people over my house. And so I thought, whoa, I could just do that on like a large scale, but it's already been done. And there are so many other companies that are starting out doing the same fucking thing. And the problem is as well, I see the saturation in every market and it just fucking kills my vibe. It kills my motivation and I just don't want to do anything anymore. Another entrepreneurial thing that I guess I started was trading shares. Um, I do have some money in shares, um, just some savings I had. Um, but shares have just, they're just not fucking doing well at all. They've gone down and I just don't even want to talk about it because it makes me sad. I've lost a lot of money doing that. And so, yeah, I'm going to call that a failure at the moment. I mean, who knows? Shares are... Oh, I don't want to say that. I was going to say shares are always going up, but not all shares always go up. And I'm just, I'm just really trying to believe in the shares that I still currently have and the fact that like they will go up. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm really not fucking counting on that to take me anywhere. In high school, I had a photography business. Uh, it was called, I think, EPC Photography. Actually, I've got a tattoo on my arm of my Canon 700D DSLR camera. Uh, which I got on my 18th birthday um, because during high school and, you know, in my first year of uni, I think I still did it. Uh, I did photography for like events. So all of like um, people's birthday parties or things like that, I just, I'd be the designated photographer and I'd get paid like 50 bucks for the event. And I was just, you know, real fucking happy with that. Um, and I really wanted to turn it into something more. And so I made like a Facebook page called, yeah, EPC EPC, I think it was, yeah, EPC photography, and um, I really wanted to take it somewhere, but then there was just so many fucking photographers in the market, and, you know, I decided that I wanted to do fashion, and 
just focus all of my energy on that. And so I just scrapped photography. So that was yet another fucking entrepreneurial business that I started and failed at. This one's a bit laughable, but uh, I did start an OnlyFans for all of an hour. (laughs) I was like, oh, I could just post feet pics. But then I realized that OnlyFans wasn't a platform that you could market yourself on. You had to market yourself on other platforms and bring people to your OnlyFans page. And I was, and I just thought to myself, fuck no, am I telling everybody that I know <laughs> that I'm posting feet pics on the internet? Kudos to if you do it. Honestly, like, you know, I, I genuinely have thought about doing it since. I did this like a couple years ago, but I've genuinely thought about doing it since and Oh, the, the market is just so saturated and that's what completely fucking puts me off is the saturation in markets and how who the fuck is going to notice me because the market is already so full. And also the only reason that I like started that four feet is because I've got bunions and I really want to get surgery on them. In fact, I need to get surgery on them or like my feet in a snap, like they're, they're in constant pain. I have to get a new pair of orthotics every year and that's just, that's a, that, I could make that a whole different fucking episode having bunions, awful things. And then the last on my list is um, I started this company called Bonfire, spelled B-O-N-F-H-I-R-E, Bonfire. So Bonfire pays homage to my childhood and constantly growing up with bonfires and pays homage to my dad who was, when when he was alive, he was extremely supportive of, you know, me wanting to have a fashion career and um, the fact that, you know, fire also spreads like crazy and it just, it can catch onto anything and it just, you know, it blows up. And so I, it was a higher come and then bonfire because it has the word hire in it. And, um, I worked at a club for a while and I accumulated a lot of designer dresses, which I still have. Um, and I thought I could hire them out. Um, and this was at the time where like the market was slowly becoming really saturated. People coming out with their own like, um, hire pages where they would just hire out their clothing and, um, you know, I hired out quite a few things and if I, th- and if I had it continued with it, I think it would have been all okay. But there was maybe a couple dresses that I got back that had a stain on it that I found really hard to remove and it ended up costing me more than what I got paid for the hire. And I was still living at mum's house and so I didn't have a place for people to come and try things on and, um, I, you know, I, and I just, and I didn't want to put this person in my room in case, you know, whoever was trying on something took something from my room and, you know, now that I have an apartment, I could probably do something like that, except my office is filled with fucking fabric because I wanted to do a, start a fashion label. Everything's just fucked. <laughs> so basically I'm, I'm the failure. I'm, I'm the failure story. I'm here to tell you that you can, that, you know, as, as much as you try, one day I would love to be successful. I, that would be fucking incredible if I could actually stick with something and, make make some sort of you know business out of it and make myself and be able to live a life off of the income that I make from whatever the fucking entrepreneurial business that I start but and I would love to tell you that I'll be successful one day but currently right now I'm a failure and I'm I'm telling like and there is absolutely nobody fucking listening to this because I am a failure I have started how many that whole fucking list I have started so many different businesses, entrepreneur, I I am an entrepreneur, I am the ultimate consumer of entrepreneurism because I have, is that a word? I don't fucking know, but I have started that many fucking companies, that, that many businesses that 
you know, I should, I should, you know what I mean? Like I, I listen to some people's successful people's, I listen to successful people's podcasts about how they started, you know, fucking 10 fucking businesses before they got successful. Well, I, I think I've surpassed that. I've started more than 10 fucking businesses and I'm a failure. <laughs> and they're, they're saying in their podcast, you know, one day it'll work out. One day you'll be successful. Well, I'm just going to be real pessimistic right now because I, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I am hopeful one day. Like I'm an extremely optimistic person you know, contrary to how I said I was just pessimistic, I'm just being pessimistic right now for the sake of it because I'm fucking upset and just stressed and annoyed with life and rah, rah, rah. But uh, I'm an extremely optimistic person and I do believe that if I just fucking stuck with something, I really just, I maybe sought therapy and didn't have a quarter life crisis that I might potentially become successful in the next five years. I don't know. Doing whatever. And successful doesn't have to, success to me doesn't mean fame or, you know, becoming some fucking influencer or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. Being successful to me is taking pride in my work and having people appreciate my work and wanting to, you know... I don't know, like pay me what, what I'm, what they think I'm worth and me making an income off of something that I can actually live off of and not be stressed about. I'm making an income right now with my full-time job, but I'm stressed about it because I'm barely fucking affording my life. And so success to me is one, being happy and two, I guess, loving what you do and three, like making enough money to live like a fairly comfortable life and to not stress about financial shit so yeah um thanks for listening to me rant today <laughs> i seriously needed that <laughs> and honestly that i'm gonna be telling all of this to my best friend tomorrow when she fucking comes over i am so excited to see her sasha if you're out there and if i end up telling you about this fucking podcast i love you <laughs> and i'm sorry but <sighs> So yeah, I'm glad that uh, I updated you guys on my life and I shared with you the fact that I'm the ultimate failure, the failed entrepreneur. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the event. Thank you so much for listening if you are. I do appreciate it. Um, I have an Instagram. Uh, it's called Addicted to Chaos Pod. And I also have a TikTok now, which is called uh, Addicted to Chaos Pod. Uh, I don't necessarily post things that are, re that are relevant to uh, my podcast. Uh, I just post random shit. Um, and it's probably not that consistent because I'm not a very consistent person, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, follow me if you feel like it. And uh, I'll talk to you on my next podcast episode. <laughs> Bye, guys.